Joshua Cribs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung in and drilled, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Kate's freedom. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting here with my main man, Brendan Ward. And we have some fantastic news for you today. We finally, finally caught the bird from last week. Here is the bird that was zooming around the studio last week. So we got it. We all thought we were nuts. Right. Ethan caught it in the meantime, uh, just so we could prove it to you. Also, happy National Bird Day to my good friend, Flash. Flash is the Kent State Golden Flash's mascot. I have been on the sideline with him many times. I've met him many times in my childhood. So happy National Bird Day to my paisan. Moving on from Bird Day, Brendan's got some big news for you. We are the champions, my friends. And we'll keep on fighting in the end. Yes, that's right. Me, Hunt Chubbs, OBJYN, did take it, take down Lights, Camera, Action, Dean Reinhardt in the Any Given po- Podcast Fantasy Football League Super Bowl. Big win for me. I wasn't sure I could do it. Tough road. Took down one of the hottest teams in the, in the league in the first round in your brother Ian. And then went and took down the number one team in the second round in Kyle White, the number two team in the Super Bowl, to get myself in there get myself a title, and get things going. We're going to go hey, ahead and... Congratulations. Yeah, son. yeah. Everyone was doubting me. They thought it was fixed because I had the first overall pick. Christian McCaffrey only played two games all year, battled injuries all year, ended up with Miles Gaskin and DeAndre Swift at the running back position. It worked out in the end uh, where we have it pulled up. In second place, like I said, lights, camera, action, taking the loss to me on Sunday. He did graciously go down by texting me and telling me congratulations as I was sweating that overtime possibility with the Titans because he had both Tannehill and, I believe, Corey Davis. And then in third place, the Fantasy F-Words, Kyle, did beat my cousin Ian for fourth place. You, Kent Honks, ended up in fifth place. So even though you didn't realize you had a game this week, you did take take down your brother, Trey Hair fans, Ian, who ended up in sixth place. There we go. Hey, can't beat that. And then after that, you had... This time, I didn't even set up my lineup. I don't think either of you did. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I didn't think I was going to have a game. We had two buys, and it was just like, all right, whatever, uh, we're done, right? Yeah, uh, and I don't know why they did it that way. And then Country Roads take Mahomes, 
in seventh place, that's uh, Heidi's brother, Spencer. And then Heidi in eighth place, Silence of the Lamb. Uh, that's halfway through, so that's all I'm going to go with, uh, besides the fact that T fell all the way to last place. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough fall. That was a... Yeah, he was looking really, really stout yeah. earlier in the year, and then some injuries. Uh, Nick Chubb coming back for him, uh, and him not being able to get those points from Kareem Hunt ended up being pretty big for him down the stretch. Uh, th- that's how the Any Given Podcast League shook out this year. Hey, Any Given Podcast, Any Given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. Yeah, Any Given, an 8-16 won the Super Bowl. Or Tuesday. And they were playing Tuesday and Wednesday games yeah. this year, too. Any, any given knows? day of the week. Who knows? Any given day of the week is when it's no longer any given Sunday. And they were playing Sunday. Saturday games. Any I, given day of the week. I told my dad that the other day. We were talking about the movie Any Given Sunday. He was like, well, is that why you chose Any Given Podcast? Yeah, except I'm bringing it to you. I'm bringing the fire on Any Given Podcast any day of the week I want. There you go, right? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Given. <laughs> Moving on into some real football now. The Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-22 to on Sunday. Defense held up pretty stoutly through the first three quarters of the game, even held a 15-point lead at one point thanks to a big interception from MJ Stewart. Uh, they did debut the turnover chain. I don't know if you saw oh, that. I saw that. Um, um, that was uh, Mac Wilson's yeah. doing. Uh, Mac Wilson is not producing on the field that much right now. He's producing in the locker room, I feel like. Yeah, uh, he's keeping things together. Absolutely, the, the playoff pound shirts. I think is uh, some people wanted to clown him on Twitter for that, but by all means, celebrate making the playoffs, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know what? Also celebrate making the playoffs with purchasing one of the. We have Howie right here with the numbers don't lie. I'm wearing it. Numbers kinda, don't lie. I didn't get Six the matching the memo. Me. I didn't get the matching memo, so I wore it just so you wouldn't wear it, so we didn't look like. We were matching. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll, that's good. I might wear it next week. We'll, we'll see. You, you wear it next week. I won't wear it. Yeah, and then we'll we'll get it going. We'll, I was we'll, gonna wear it, but either way, no matter when we wear it, you need to wear it. Message us. Get your info. You're not gonna want to miss it because truly numbers don't lie. And I think going into Sunday's game, Baker's gonna prove that once and once again. Yes, each shirt is twenty dollars from medium to extra large 2x and 3x are 25 you can message us you can give it you can pay us through cash app and we will send you a picture personally of your shirt going straight into the mailbox yeah, you'll know when it's on its way you let us know when you get it if you have any any problems with shipping we'll make sure everything happens and believe me it, it really hasn't doesn't Anthony take that Alfred. long to get it. Anthony right? Alfred. That's where I was Got going it. with this. It doesn't obviously doesn't take that long to get it. We sent out double A shirt from WTAM a little over a week ago. He already wore it for Sunday's game and believes it's his good luck charm because the Browns for the first time in 18 years made the playoffs while he was wearing his shirt. My stereo my uh, superstition for game days, no jerseys on game days. So this shirt fits perfectly. You'll love it. Love <laughs> it. All right, so moving on from that, um, it is poetic that Stefanski called that right. with Baker Mayfield to end the game. No, nobody has been talking about it, and the minute it happened, that's all. That's the I was. That's poetic. This deserves the Titanic theme song that they all put at the end of it. Baker Mayfield running like a gazelle to the outside, just slowly inching for a first down to seal the game. 
and the first playoff berth, like we said, in 18 years. I'm going to say it a lot because we should be hyped about it. Uh, despite the week before, the three fumbles and the troubles running the ball, this week Baker Mayfield scrambled for 28 yards at one point, had over 50 yards on the ground. Uh, this team has proven that even though they faced adversity, and I don't want to hear no, well, they played the Steelers backups. Well, guess what? The Browns were down eight players as well. Right. Just because you got to pick and choose who you didn't want in the game. Denzel Ward wasn't playing. They're already on the second string the, secondary. The two cornerbacks aren't playing. It, it was – I'm, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. It was kind of a shit show on the Browns' defensive side. Well, it, it, look, Sendejo, say what you want about him, but he, he's, he's, he's a rock in there. And with him being out lately, it kind of put into perspective why exactly he's been playing as much as he's been playing. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it just goes to show when he's not there, there are those big holes in that back end that we don't think that he accounts for, but there it is. Chase Claypool getting that big touchdown. Probably wouldn't have got burnt if Denzel Ward or Andrew Sandeo were there at the back end. The big, the big, big, big pass to Deontay Johnson. Mm -hmm. Another play that Sandejo might have been in position to stop, or or somebody else for that matter. Here's another scary thought: with all the troubles we've had on defense, all the injuries, even beginning the season, we went 11 and five. Imagine how scary we will be when we get our guys back, when we get greedy back. We get Debsit back. Look, the Browns are going into this offseason, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna talk about the offseason besides this one thing. No matter what happens Sunday or beyond, if should they win, the Browns are headed to this offseason, an eleven and five record, the first playoff berth in a while, with money to spend. Right. And we're not worrying about coaches. We're yeah. not worrying about quarterbacks. You've got the structure, you've got the system. Your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, it's all intact. I like the GM you have. You're going to bolster mm -hmm. yourself in the draft. We're no longer living. They're no longer living on draft picks right. to save the franchise. Our whole lives, it's always been, as long as I've been a Browns fan, it's always been, all right, well, who are we going to take with the first through fourth yeah, pick? This, this top five draft who, pick, who can we take that's going to save us? Who's going to be our coach? Who's going to be our GM? Yes. They're, they're, they have never went into an offseason with, first of all, well, I won't say with money to spend first, with a structure in place on an 11-5 football team that only needs to fill holes. They and don't need the starting 22. Sure, you could draft a guy that starts at DB, that starts at linebacker or something. You can go sign a guy that's going to start in one of those positions, but that's because... Mac Wilson maybe have take, has taken a step back later in this year. Grant Delpit was hurt. Greedy Williams hasn't seen much of the field since he's been drafted. Denzel Ward has is an elite level player, but there's been certain things that have kept him out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he can't really control the COVID thing. So there's these holes, but the base, a finally a solid base. So and I, we're gonna stop talking about it because I don't want to get too much into the offseason. Yeah. Especially can with I, us looking into the playoffs. But can I just say one thing? There's these Pro Bowl players that are on trash teams, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this. There's Pro Bowl players on these trash teams where their contracts are coming up. Yeah. And they want they want to play for the Browns. 
they want to come to Cleveland. Cleveland was always a team where you're going to go get paid as a veteran. Right. Now it's the team a veteran chooses because he believes that one guy himself can make the difference between a wild card playoff berth or a divisional playoff berth and the Super Bowl champion. And, and that's what we're looking at with the Browns heading into this offseason. How can they get better to pace if they don't win the Super Bowl? How can they get better to make sure that they're in the game next year? Yeah. To pace themselves with whoever the eventual Super Bowl champion is this year. Unless it's them, by all means. It's them? It, it, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. We, uh, I, I said numerous times the Browns have a roster built for January. I'm going to forever stick to the theory that Kevin Stefanski lately has been passing like crazy to GOAT people because Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though we'll get into why he's not going to be there in, in, in a short minute, I feel like the Browns are going to just shove it down their throat. They wanted you, kind of like what the Titans did last year. I was just going to say, what did I tell all of you guys at OMS? You, you Straight up, straight up, you were like, I know they're using Tannehill right now. They don't look that good. Just wait till the playoffs. They're going to shove Henry down people's throat. And Henry, it was the Henry, wild card game. Henry averaged like 175 yards a game in the playoffs last year. Uh, and if you think Derrick Henry can do it, which by all means Derrick Henry is probably the best running back in the league, 2,027 yards this year right. pretty much says that. But the but Browns it, have the second best running back. The Browns have arguably the second best running back and another running back that can maybe arguably crack the top five, but definitely the top ten. Yeah. Uh, so in Kareem Hunt, by all means, expect Nick Chubb to just ground and pound the Pittsburgh Steelers, no matter who they play on defense, no matter if they're fully healthy. Uh, Joe Hayden may likely miss that game as well. Good, uh, good. By all means, who cares? He's not. I he, hate Joe. Hayden. He's not the <laughs> most feared person on that team, on that defense. In fact, he might be one of the least. Feared people on that defense. Lockdown Joe can't even. He gets burned every game. I want to see Lockdown Joe versus Jarvis Landry, though. I want to oh. see Jarvis just run him over. I I know. I want to see a little a little tussle between them, a little helmet to helmet fighting. There is no love lost. If you were a Brown, I loved you back when you were a Brown. But I didn't. I didn't the, love Joe. I, I don't. I, don't I didn't have a problem. I won't say I loved him, but the minute you put on black and gold, no matter if. The Browns fan or the Cowboys fan in me starts talking about it. The minute you put on black and gold, it's over with. Yeah, They're, absolutely. Gone. You're gone. There's no, it's, it's, I don't even know how else to put it. It's, it's Francisco Lindor going to the Detroit Tigers. Or going or to the, the Yankees. Or the Yankees. Or, uh, mm. It's, it's, it's. We, we have a couple weeks to talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we have a couple weeks we to go. We got a couple weeks before that happens. Uh. Win over the Steelers, uh, like we said uh, on Sunday, and Miami's loss set up for this Sunday's matchup on eight fi- at eight fifteen on NBC. The Browns are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field in the first round of the playoffs. However, they are already down DJ Goodson, Denzel Ward, and others from last week due to COVID issues. Denzel and DJ Goodson likely could come back. However, today or or. Yeah, early Tuesday morning, uh, the Browns got notification that head coach Kevin Stefanski, as well as a tight end and DB coach, tested positive, along with offensive guard Joel Batonio, 
and wide receiver Kadero Hodge. From this, uh, first thing I want to say is, Dan, uh, you got to feel for Joe Batonio, right? Joe Batonio, the, the longest player. Longest tenured Brown, lived through 1-15 and 0-16, and and still here, lived through the turnaround. Worked his ass off worked this season. His, one, of the, one of the best guards in all of football, and they finally get it, and he's going to be stuck missing the game. Uh, the big news, obviously, is the Kevin Stefanski thing because mm-hmm. uh, he's, unless it somehow comes out that this next test he has is negative and we find out that the test is false positive, the Browns are not having Kevin Stefanski call this game Absolutely, on Sunday. Uh, they, they, saw, they made a statement that uh, said that the contingency plan is special teams coach Mike Prefer, who will be serving as the acting head coach. Uh, and he is... He's been in the NFL for almost 20 years. When it first came out, I thought it was a little surprising that it wasn't Alex Van Pelt or even uh, Joe Woods just because they were coordinators. But I think I like the move. I think I like telling AVP, hey, just call the plays. I think I like telling Joe Woods, hey, make sure this defense gets some stops. Special teams coach doesn't always have to be ready. Yeah. Because it, it is situational football. And I think that bodes well for someone serving in, in an interim role, someone who always pays attention to situational football, someone who knows what time is on the clock, who knows what's coming up, who knows the field goal range of Cody Parkey, who knows what Jamie Gillen is doing right now, things like that. Uh, so I think the move to Prefer is probably the best move just because of all that situational stuff. He's been in the league for a while. Uh, I think the biggest thing is is – Mike Prefer has been here, is the only coach on staff, uh, aside from Stump Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, that has been pretty. here more than this year. <laughs> right. So he's only been here two years, and he's the longest yeah. coach so, that's been here. Yeah, so I think it just bodes for, like, the people that were here last year and yeah. things like that, just the rapport mm-hmm. that Prefer has. I think that's, that, that is also kind of a big thing that went into him being the contingent interim head coach with Kevin Stefanski out. Uh, some uh, I was listening to the radio on the way here, and they were talking about maybe the NFL can like bend the rules because it's a unique situation to play all head coach out. Maybe Stefanski can call the call the game from his house, but uh, there's just no way. Why don't they just put one of their suites, the Pittsburgh Steelers, take one of their suites, put Kevin Stefanski in there with a with a headset, have him call the game from up there. And then as soon as it's I'm, done, disinfect it. I mean, by all means, the dude, the dude from Purdue last year uh, coached in a hospital bed in one of those suites. Yeah. You're telling me that Kevin Stefanski, even if he's not calling plays or anything, can't sit in a bed or a chair up in the up in the suite. Up in the suite, so yeah. I, I get that you don't want him out and about. So, And it has to be one of those things where it's – Put him in a hazmat suit. Yeah, put him in, put him in a suit. Kevin, it's got to be it's got to be home, car, suite. Right. That's it. Throughout. Put him in a hazmat suit or a space suit, whatever you want to put him in, but put him right into that suite. One of the suites that people pay how many thousands of dollars yeah. to sit in. Make Jimmy Aslan pay for it. By yeah. all means, I'm sure he will. Have him have the Browns uh, disinfectant guy come in after there and disinfect the whole thing. I don't understand why they have not why whatever, they have not done that. Whatever the whole whatever it is, I am one hundred percent sure. Jimmy Haslam would fit the bill to ensure that Kevin Stefanski is somewhere in the vicinity of Heinz Field to be able to call plays on Sunday. NASA, 
Elon Musk, SpaceX. Somebody with a brain. Please give him a suit so he can be on the... Just put him in one of your suits. Burn it afterwards. Yeah, just bury it. Whatever you do, but just let him be on there with a headset talking into Baker's ear and talking to the whole team. Well, other than that, the word that scares me most now is contact, contact tracing. Yeah. Your head coach tested positive for coronavirus. Joel Batona, they're by all dancing. All means, by all means, who falls under whatever is necessary for contact tracing? It is, they are saying that whoever does do contract tracing today, mm-hmm. whoever gets sent for contract tracing today, will be eligible to play Sunday. But that you're starting to look at people like, Baker Mayfield, who 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 gets a hug from Kevin Stefanski every time he leaves the sideline, or and you're then, I'm sure Case Keenum is right next to him all the time. Uh, you start to think about some of those things that, really, like if Stefanski's doing his job, and I know like there's masks and there's face shields and stuff like that. You start like I seen you tweeted about it earlier. Mike Tomlin was over there hugging Stefanski. There's shaking, video of shaking the offensive coordinator something. and yeah. Mike Tomlin hugging. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of my, my point is where does this where does this go? What also what what in the hell is necessary for a pushback? Because uh, the only per- team that's got it this year is the Baltimore Ravens. Well, the Titans did early in the year, but that was pretty like uh, well we don't know what we're doing. But the only other time was when the Ravens had eighteen people out. The Browns are starting to get the double digits. If anything comes of what happened today, uh, it can only get worse. And it's it's starting to really concern me. Uh, Sunday could be what um, really up in the air. What I've been saying is, look, it's the playoffs. This is in the regular season. You can push that 8.15 p.m. game on Sunday, the wild card game, back to Tuesday or Wednesday, and you can push the playoffs back. It's not like there's 75,000 people that bought tickets to the Super Bowl and took off work that day. You could push the Super Bowl back. Yeah. People would not get mad. I mean, and there's some people that would get mad, but they're jerk-offs. You could, you could push the Super Bowl back because, by all means, you already booked You already booked that. Yeah, but what's going to happen? Is US, USF going to play a game there? No. Yeah. Central well, Florida... That's the only other team that plays there, football team. So who's going to be looking to use Raymond James? They already booked it, man. They already paid to have it for the entire month of February. Yeah, so push it back. Push these games back. If things like this keep happening, push them back. Yeah, it's, it's, the, NFL's, it's the NFL stadium from February 1st to February 28th or whatever. But you know what? Roger Goodell got cash trained. So he is not very smart. Yeah, they, uh, the NFL is really just contingent with or consistently looking to just finish the season. Uh, don't be surprised if it doesn't get pushed back, even if more people start to be get sent out. Uh, I think it's going to take a significant number of people for the game to get pushed back. And even then, uh, you don't want to hope for that because then you're going to be without those people for when an eventual game happens on Tuesday or Wednesday. All right, so speaking of the wild card weekend, which I believe that the Sunday night game should be pushed back. But, you know, what is what is Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth doing the rest of the week? Really? That's their job, bro. They their job is just to announce $100,000 a year probably. To Al Michaels play. does do more things. Than Al Chris Michaels Collinsworth, does golf. Yeah. yeah. So 
So there's that and things like so Al Michaels is but like who what what's yeah. wild worth doing that with? I don't know. I don't know. So wild card weekend this Saturday. I'm gonna list these off and you tell me who wins. Indiana Buffalo, one PM on CBS. Buffalo. Okay. I'm taking Buffalo as well. Uh, the Rams at Seattle, 4 p.m., 4.40 p.m. on Fox. Uh, it really depends, because I think if Jared Goff is back, this is a weird game, because that Seahawks, the Seahawks defense kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if Jared Goff plays, uh, it could possibly be the Rams. But if they're playing that backup quarterback, the Seahawks are going to win no matter what this game. Oh, absolutely. He won his first game last week. <laughs> uh, I'm up in the air on that one. All right, so on NBC on Saturday, the – Buccaneers versus the Washington football team, 8.15 p.m. on NBC. I already said that, but who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to say the Bucs. Uh, Washington has a very good defense, uh, so I think this is going to be a very murky game. But when it comes down to it, you want Tom Brady in the game right now. I think uh, Oh, I'm going to take the football team on that one. They're going to be sneaky. They're going to come out and be sneaky because everybody doubted them. They should have not been in the playoffs. So they're going to put that in their heads. And they have Alex Smith under center. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, you, you got another guy that's uh, strong mentally under center, mm-hmm. like you said. And I do like the idea of them being ready just because of uh, what Bruce Arians said recently when Chase Young said, give me Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians said, careful what you wish for. And Chase Young. Don't poke the bear. He's, a, he's, he's ridiculous. He might be. He can be the rookie. Yeah, probably of defensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie. Of the year, uh, he might. He might destroy Tom Brady on Saturday. Saturday night. All right. So here is a tough one. We're going into Sunday, Baltimore against Tennessee, 1:05 p.m. on ESPN and ABC. Um, let me say something before you say something. I think the Titans are going to beat the Ravens. Yeah, the return of playoff Lamar. Uh, we get that. Do you remember the divisional game last year? That's what I'm saying. We get the return of playoff Lamar. Yeah. It's just he can't win big games. It's, he he squeaked by on the Monday night game against. Yeah, the, it, the biggest game this year. It was he had to poop because he was so so worried. Right. It happens to everyone, but like, don't make excuses like. Hey, I, I need an IV. I was, yeah, I was cramping. Back, I was back there getting an People IV. cramp all the time. They don't have to run into the locker room and tell some guy who's in front of the room, yeah, when get I'm, the when hell I'm, out of here. When, when I'm cramping, I don't clench my cheeks. Right. Uh, end of story. We've all been there with that run, clenching the cheeks run, but yeah, none yeah. of us have ever said, hey, sir, I was cramping up. I had to run to the bathroom to get an IV. Yeah, uh, my, my clenching the cheeks run normally ended up with me sitting on the toilet, so. For, and he was on there for a long time. Yeah, until he went and took him a little 25-minute doo-doo. And, and then before he came out, he's like, can you wrap up my arm so it looks like I had an, an IV in, please? <laughs> please. Put the bandage here so I'll be all right. Uh, but, yeah, I think Tennessee wins that. Uh, playoff Lamar will be back. And, uh, um, sorry, go on. I was just – playoff Lamar will be back. I also don't know. Uh, J.K. Dobbins might not be able to – is not going to be able to carry the load. Yeah, that is true. All right, so at 4.40 p.m. on Sunday, I don't know why, but it's on CBS, Nickelodeon, and Prime Video. Uh, Chicago at New Orleans. I don't think they should put murders on Nickelodeon because the Saints are going to run through 
the the Bears. I think the Bears won this game. You do? I think the Bears have been playing. I think the Bears played the best team in the NFL the other day in the Green Bay Packers. Played them tight. Slowed down Aaron Rodgers. Not only that, Drew Brees has been playing like he deserves to be in a retirement home. That's why they need to put in Jameis Winston. It's just a fact. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they haven't put in Jameis Winston. I, I I don't know either. I think that he significantly helps the downfield threat. If Michael Thomas is back for this game, that might help Drew Brees a little bit. But Drew Brees has not looked good. The Saints have limped to the playoffs. I know they beat the Panthers pretty handily the other day, but the Panthers haven't really been anything all year in terms of, I know they've won some games, mm-hmm. but no Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater's good, but he's not that good. Did you see what they said uh, today? No, what they said. They said he's not looking like our starter quarterback in 2021. Well, they're going to give Rule his guy. They, yeah. they signed Bridgewater before they signed Rule, <laughs> so they're going to give Rule his guy. Remember when Matt Rule said, I don't want to go to Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Guess who's in the playoffs? Go, Guess go, who's go not? down to Carolina, man. <laughs> Just because they've been to a Super Bowl a little re- little more recently doesn't mean jack crap because the Carolina Panthers are headed on the biggest downfall in a while for them. Uh, hopefully McCaffrey can stay healthy because that's your only hope. And, yeah, I like I like Teddy Bridgewater, but Rule, Matt Rule, you're still not for not coming to Cleveland. But you know what? I'm happy Appreciate you did not come to Cleveland. Thank you. it. Thank you for saying you did not want to come to Cleveland because we got our guy in Kevin Stefanski. I want. I, I like the monotone, boring, structural genius that Kevin Stefanski is. I like that he doesn't give people bulletin board material. Ask Dabo Sweeney what bulletin board material gets you. Yeah, that's when you go up against uh, your 11th ranked team and get the breaks beat off you. Smacked. <laughs> uh, and I don't even, I'm not a big Buckeyes fan, and I do not love Justin Fields. Yeah. I do not think he'll be an NFL no, quarterback, but they got smacked, and I was rooting for him. I was calling out the plays that Dabo Sweeney was going to do to my dad, and after about the third quarter, he was like, all right, I get it. You know what he's going to call. Well, there you go, uh, Dabo. So, so, so my thing is, is if Ethan, no, not like calling out your sports smarts and everything like that, no, it's, but it's, if Ethan at home is going to figure out what Dabo Sweeney's doing on every single play in the in the right. in the middle of a game. You didn't study Clemson film in the middle of the game. Do you think Ryan Day, who watched all eleven games that Clemson played this <laughs> right. year, can't knew see what, what was coming? Do. Knew that Travis Etienne was going to get some pitches, or knew that Trevor Lawrence was going to try to take off with his feet? Guess what? It got, all got stopped. Uh, but we'll get into that after after we're all done right. with this. So the final one. At 8.15 p.m., which should be changed on Sunday night on NBC and Peacock, it's Cleveland at Pittsburgh, and I'm going to say this right now. You're not going to like it. Howie's not going to like it. My shirt's not going to like it. Pittsburgh wins this game. Uh, I'm not going to give you uh, a prediction because I don't want to, uh, just because I think you're right, unfortunately. Uh, and, and it's not anything to 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 be upset about. No, uh, I'd no, be more pissed. That's the, the first. I my pen just broke. Yeah, that thing is all over. But the first step is getting there. It's getting there. So you got, you got there. Your, you got your foot in the door. Now work on it. I think this only makes Baker better. 
Absolutely. Why? It fuels the fire. It fuels the fire. It gives him that fire. Because you're going to get here, and, and, and odds are you might lose. Odds are not looking in your favor at all. Uh, especially if you're out a bunch of people, you're already going to be out your head your coach. Your O-line. Your O-line. Uh, all of that thing. So it's not looking great. So you are going to be given those excuses. But I think those players that are going to be playing and are going to feel that loss. And if, if it does happen, we're, we're going to get those screenshots and there's going to be tears and things like that. It's just going to piss them off to the point where they know this is where they want to be consistently every year because at that point, once they get that taste this Sunday, once they get the little taste, it's kind of like fat kids in cake. You got to have it. Trust me. It's like me and cigarettes. Yes. Once you get that taste. <laughs> you see them cigarettes it's just, right there. Mm. It's just like it's there, and it's where you want to be every year, and nothing else means shit to you. A nine-win season is not going to mean shit to the Baker Mayfield anymore. A ten-win season, not a damn thing to Baker Mayfield anymore. And uh, going forward, Gerald. No, no. Finish. Going forward, the only thing that's going to matter to Baker and the Browns if they lose this game on Sunday, the way that they are being dealt with with COVID and everything like that, the only thing that's going to matter to them is playoffs, Super Bowl. Fuck the regular season. Best team since Trapper was there. RIP Swagger Sr. I wish he was here to see us in the playoffs. Uh, that's very touching near and dear to my heart. But what resurfaced on Twitter and everything was the 2018 Hard Knocks when Jarvis Landry walked in. And if you do not like to hear swearing, I'm going to quote him. So please... If get you do not, it. just skip forward probably, like, what, three minutes? Skip forward or just get over it. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I don't know what was going on here before I came here. I don't know what the hell was going on, but we're not going to fucking do that. You got to fucking play. You got to, if you can't, if your hamstring isn't hanging off the bone of your leg or your leg isn't broken, you better fucking be out there at practice because when you're not at fucking practice... These guys have to work two times fucking harder at practice. You, you, you know who set him off in that, right? Uh, it's been a while since I watched that. It was that Duke Johnson. Oh, yeah. Screw it was Duke Johnson that first year, the year before he requested his trade, was Hugh Jackson was sitting him like every day. At that point, Duke Johnson's like a second or third year pro. Uh, just like, like he ever has done. And, and at this point, he still hasn't done anything in the NFL. But he's sitting like he was Joe Thomas already. You know what's funny is Duke Johnson was supposed to be like Kareem Hunt. How Kareem Hunt is now, that's how Duke Johnson was supposed to be. You see how Baker Mayfield is now? That's how Johnny Manziel was supposed to be. But you know what? We got our guys. Who cares about the past? It, and the past it, it, is it, behind us. I'll say something that might be controversial. It's all about the mentality. Because if you take a look at skill sets, Johnny Manziel is the most talented quarterback. Uh, Naturally talented? Yeah. You don't think Johnny Manziel? Scrambling. You don't think scrambling? He's better. He's not more accurate. Why? Baker's no, got a better brain. That's what the Baker's the, got. A, Baker's the, got a better arm. The the mental there and the arm is what I'll give you for Baker. But all around, I think Johnny Baker Manziel, can read a defense. Now he can. 
Now he can, yes. Yeah, we'll give you that. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Baker had the mentality to work to get himself better. At square one, and Johnny Manziel was the better quarterback. He just did not have the drive to make himself what well, Johnny Manziel's my height. Now. Baker's maybe two inches yeah, tall. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and I'm not crapping on Baker because I love Baker. He's he's the quarterback of this team for the future. But if you go from square one, Johnny Manziel was the— What's Manziel doing right now? He's, he's smoking, he's, he's he's smoking he's, blunts, he's, and now he's, he's in a he's, fan. He's induced. not doing shit. He's playing seven-on-seven seven ball. He's not doing February. shit because you're proving my point. He didn't have the drive to make himself better. That's if, what he, he, if he had Baker Mayfield's drive, he'd be great. I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe remember, not. Do you remember, think, speaking he, of Michael Sam, you remember when he slammed him down in that preseason game and got in his face and did that? Yeah. Look, Baker's a cocky guy, too, grabbing his crotch, planting the flag. I love it about him. Big, or Manziel was just an asshole, Money Manziel, because he came from a rich-ass family. He didn't. And, that, and that's what I'm telling you. They both had the opportunity. The difference to me is Johnny Manziel didn't give a shit. And Baker made you listen to that podcast, right? Yeah. When he said he didn't care. Yeah. Johnny Manziel didn't give a shit. And Baker Mayfield eats, sleeps and breathes football. Right. And commercials. and Playoff mode progressive. And Emily. He he eats, sleeps and breathes football. The best thing to happen, the difference between Manziel and Mayfield was Manziel was just trying to party and get tail. That's an easy way to put it. Get, get girls. wanted to be a celebrity. Baker Mayfield wanted to be Mayfield, a celebrity. Mayfield found his girl and was like, you know what, I'm going to marry her. So he's down with his wife. He's not in Vegas. You know, he's not in Miami. He's not uh, he's in a, uh, Tucson, Arizona. That he, was just a topic. He's the pro's pro that was a little cocky. Yeah. That's what Mayfield was. He's the pro's pro. That was and he chilled out. He chilled out, and he learned. And then this, he learned. humbled his ass and chilled him out. He learned this year, all right, you know what? When we win, I'm going to be cocky. I'm going to run down be. the field. Because you can be. And Manziel never learned that. When, when Mayfield first got into the league, he was being the little douchebag he was in college. I'm not saying he was a douchebag in college because he was winning. But he was acting like that. He was acting like a little bitch when they lost. When they lose now, he's like, "Hey, you know what? That's on me." Like after the Jets game, so that that was all on me. And then Stefanski's like, "That's all on me. Don't let Baker tell you anything. That's on me." And he's like, "No, it's on me." Yeah, it, and and that's the way it should be. You don't ever want your quarterback to make those type of plays. But when it is, when it is his fault that the ship is going down, mm-hmm. you want him to take the blame because that's what professionals do. That's what. Tom Brady has done for so long. Hate him or love him. That's what Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is kind of an enigma. Aaron Rodgers. He's just, he's a weirdo. He's, I mean, but Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick. I don't know. He's so, I don't know how he gets these girls, but he's got the Rangers rape, the discount. I don't know. He had to, like, get rid of that because yeah. he only won one. Like, you can't keep doing this if, you, if, if you've only won one in, like, 15 years. Yeah. That, but speaking of Baker back in the day, not taking the blame compared to now taking the blame. That's like if me and you do a bad podcast, it's Howie's fault. Right? That's, that's kind of what it is. Howie distract. Or it was like last week. He'd be like, oh, the bird. Yeah. The bird ruined the podcast. Yeah. By all means, ignore the bird. The it's bird's right there. The bird is it's right there. Howie. Howie's new friend, now that we caught him, uh, 
we're gonna move on to the college football playoff, right? Yeah. That that works because we're 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 starting to get strapped. Uh, this weekend we watched Alabama take on Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl. Uh, this game ended up being closer than I thought it would be. If you go back and watch last week's episode, I thought they'd run away with it. Alabama wins 31-14. to There's not too much to say about this game. Uh, Notre Dame kept it close, gets a late score. Uh, Ohio State then goes in the Sugar Bowl later that night, and like we said earlier, just beats the brakes off of the Clemson Tigers, 49-28. to Dabo got real predictable. How about that for the number 11 team in the country? You said you you were you were rooting for them because even though you're not a big Ohio State fan, I consider myself an Ohio State fan. Even though if I had to pick a college football team, it's probably West Virginia. Uh, I'm a West Virginia fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a West Virginia and Penn State fan than I am Ohio State. Yeah. But I always root for Ohio State because that's my playoff team. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm you know, I'm not going to let another school from a different state take yeah, on. Yeah, by all means. I love Ohio State. I was grown up loving Ohio State, but I. Like other football teams, yeah, right. that's just how it goes. You're allowed to. There's 127 college football teams in, 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 in a, that I'm a FBS. Penn State guy. I'm more of an underdog. Yeah, in that FBS. Why do I need to be married to just one? I'll have the home loyalty in Ohio State. So there's that. Uh, so I tweeted something like, uh, I think this might be the first time ever that the number 11 team in the country uh, plays for the national championship. It just. I mean, he said it. I didn't say it. You didn't say it. No. Nobody else said it. He said it, it's, and then he got his ass whooped. Hey, I, I don't want to use Saban as, a, as an example, but take note. Saban has known for four days now that he's playing Ohio State next Monday. Guess who hasn't said a damn thing about Ohio State? Let me ask you a question. Where did Nick Saban play tight end at in college? Kent State. Kent State. Yeah, Learn from those boys, man. Every, a know. lot of these Lou Holtz, all these legendary coaches come from Kent State. It's a football factory. So I was wrong on my prediction last week. I said Clemson, Notre Dame. Um, you know what? I'm going to eat my words, and I'm going to say, hate to say it, I know you're wearing the shirt, but Alabama's going to know exactly what Justin Fields is going to do. And they, they know that he had that rib injury to his right ribs, and they're going to eat that up. The linemen and the linebackers are going to smack him right in those ribs. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not going to take offense to it because I said it last week. I'm not sure anybody can beat this Alabama team. Uh, like, like you said earlier when I first got here, who's winning the Heisman? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is going to be the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since he has 1991. Yeah. yeah. So, so think about that. I watched that Notre Dame game, uh, them play Notre Dame, and just – I just don't get how people can't stop him. Now, now, and if they put Sean Wade on him, it is over because Sean Wade got tore apart. Like, he didn't deserve to be on a football field the other day against Clemson. Yeah. Ohio State does have good wide receivers, but like you just said, he got torn apart. Sean, Sean Wade, I thought, if you go back a couple weeks ago when the Cowboys were doing terribly, I said Tank, tank could get Sean Wade back into your defense because mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year he was a top five corner top five nfl draft pick yeah now he's just trash i don't know what happened to him i don't know what the coach said to him that was like you should bail out at every single play but nevertheless we've got ohio state alabama monday at hard rock stadium in miami for the national championship by all means if ohio state wins a title i'm going to be on here celebrating next week of uh, celebrating the title but I will as well. I'm not. 
I'm not saying I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I'm just not the biggest Ohio State fan. Yeah, exactly. We just don't know if they can get it done against Alabama. Yeah, Alabama is known for their defense. Nick Saban, he's an offensive guy, but his defenses are amazing. They're they're just they're just insane. I you you want to know what I'll eat crow about? I said Notre Dame was the team that didn't deserve to be in this playoff. They only lost by seventeen. Yeah. Clemson lost by twenty one points, and I'd argue that if Justin Fields didn't get hurt in that game, it'd have been thirty five or forty. Oh, absolutely. Um, here's another thing. I think I said this earlier. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields would not be my first two picks. Or their first top five picks. They would not be. I'm talking, I, if I was a GM, I would pick up somebody like, uh, let's say, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hold him in there for a year. You know, you get a winning season out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then 20, 22, third round, Dustin Crum. You can, they can screenshot this on me all, all they want. There's not a quarterback in this draft I, I, I trust and believe that's going to be a good caliber starting out. If, if Dustin Fields, Dustin Crum, not Justin Fields, Dustin Crum, but if Dustin Crum would have went to the draft yeah. this year, he'd have had my pick. Yeah, because I think with some development at the NFL, at the NFL yeah. thing, he'll learn it. He's got the arm, he's got the legs, he's got it all, he's got the mental. Uh, so I think with an NFL system, he'll need some time to learn it for sure. But I do think that he would have been the only NFL caliber quarterback coming in. Like yeah. I said last week, Trevor Lawrence has regressed since that freshman year. Dude, he's, dude, cut your, dude, he had long hair, and it's not even, like, wavy or anything. It's just straight, and it looks greasy. Dude, just cut your hair. Cut it loss. Bro That's from like people this. with long hair. Bro walks like this. His nose up in the air. I'm a fucking tough guy. All right. Um, I all right, so child. moving on from that, I'm just saying 2022, look for Dustin Crum. 2021, real quick, who do you think is going to take Isaiah McCoy? And what round? The LA Rams in the third round. I was going to say Colts in the third round. Okay, I can see that. I feel like they're going to move, move on from T.Y. Hilton at some point. He's still good, but they, they need to start bringing in young guys. Yeah, they need people aside from him because that's really why they're stagnant. Jonathan Taylor is a monster in that backfield. They also have Marlon Mack coming back next year, so they don't need running backs. They need a receiver. Uh, 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 Colts is a pretty good pick, man. I just think uh, Cooper Cup is, is he's, he's still relatively underrated, but I think starting next year people are going to start covering him like he's the number one wide receiver. So the Rams are going to need to find another guy. And why I'm saying third round and you're saying third round is because Isaiah McCoy feeds off of that, you know, people doubting him. Yeah. Our, our logo that we made, never, never underestimate McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. So you take him in the third round, that's going to piss him off. That's yeah. going to make him work even harder to get to be one of the top receivers in the NFL. And I believe that with Isaiah McCoy. Uh, just take a look at his stuff. He almost broke the back back receiving record his rookie year and played like three minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's freshman year. There's only one thing I could say about McCoy is just put on like 10 or 15 pounds. That's it. That's all I – that's the only – and kind of learn how to block. This year you were 
kind of doing a little holding. That's that not judgment. That just could be the side, man. It yeah, and that's not judgment. No. You don't. We love I'm, McCoy. I'm nat- that's our boy. That was our so, first ever guest. So naturally gifted. You're gonna get a hard worker. He, uh, one of those guys, like I said, that eats, sleeps, and breathes football. And that's who you're gonna get with Isaiah McCoy. And by all means, that's that's all I can say. Absolutely. And Isaiah, we love you. Friend of the podcast. Good friend. Um, so moving on from that, we will go to this day in sports history. So this day in sports history, January 5th, 1957, Dodgers Jackie Robinson announces his retirement rather than being traded to the New York Giants. So he'd rather retire than being traded. I mean, Jackie. I don't uh, even. I don't think I even have to go into Jackie yeah, Robinson's stats. Even Everybody to, knows Jackie Robinson. You don't Robinson. have to go into who Jackie is. You know who Jackie is, right? right. You, everybody knows Jackie. Forty. There's a whole day where everybody wears the number forty-two because of Jackie Robinson and the barriers that he broke. Uh, and then just to be the ultimate team guy like that. And to be like, if I'm not going to be a Dodger, I'm not going to play baseball. Right. Uh, is something that you long for yeah. in, in, in players, even in 2020. You don't see that these days, you, 2021. Even in 2021, you, to this point, even. I'm, I'm listening. No, like, I'm, you, to this point, even, like, wish that Francisco Lindor had that type of mentality where, like, if I'm not a, if I'm not a member of of the Cleveland Indians. I don't want to play baseball. Right. But no, now it's it, all it, it completely changed, and it's all about money. And by all means, I, I'm money motivated myself, so I can't I can't hate on somebody that's money motivated. But you do, I do wish that that, that sense of loyalty was still here in sports today mm-hmm. like it was back in the 50s. Uh, because could you imagine Babe Ruth not being a Yankee if for his entire career? Or, it was a Red Sox. Or, oh, yeah, there you go. Duh. I don't know why I brought that up. That was dumb. But just some of those other guys. Like, uh, David Ortiz is one of the most. Jeez, the Twins. He got, he got drafted by the Twins. The Twins okay, well, stupidly, okay, he when he was young, traded him to the Red Sox. Well, when he was young, that doesn't really count. I know what you're saying, though. But, once but he, he, he retired once, a Red Sox because yeah, that once, was his team. Once he became The Yankees who he were was, Babe Ruth's team. Yeah, once he became who he was, he was a Red Sox. And then he just never won. Bobby to Feller. There you go. Bobby Feller, lifelong just, Cleveland Indian. He left to go to World War II to be a fighter pilot, came back. And won the World Series. Mind like, blowing. Like even in the nineties it started changing where like it doesn't early two thousands, Toby leaving for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody. Santana leaving two years ago for for the Phillies. For, for the Phillies. And coming back and then and coming then, back and then going to the Royals. Uh, like that that's even worse. Go back to Philadelphia, man. Hey, Come on. You better not leave us for some other podcast, pal. You go to the Bark of the Browns podcast. Right there. I'm taking your bird. All right. So speaking of, um, sorry, speaking of Jackie Robinson, Larry Doby, legend, Cleveland Indian, his jersey number is retired. Three months after Jackie Robinson made history with the Brooklyn Dodgers, Larry Doby broke the MLB color barrier once again, but this time for the American League when he signed a contract for Bill Vex Cleveland Indians. So, 
you know, a lot of people don't know about Larry Doby because Jackie Robinson, I understand he's first kind of overshines him. Yeah. But he was the second one. He broke the American League barrier. A lot of people don't know that. Maybe just because I'm an well, Indians fan. it kind Because a lot of people that are still looking at it just see the MLB as an overarching one whole thing. Right. They don't really think stop to think that the American League was a whole league back in mm-hmm. the day, and then the National League was a whole separate league back in the day, just like the American Football League and the National Football League back in the day. Absolutely. And Larry W. was a seven-time American League or American League All-Star center fielder. Him and his teammate, Satchel Page. Satchel Page, pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Um, boom, boom, boom. We're the first um, African-American players to win a World Series championship when the Cleveland Indians took the crown in 1948. Boys, we are looking for another goddamn World Series win, but that's that's for another another day. We're going to have plenty of time in the offseason, football offseason that comes in February after that to talk baseball 24-7. So we'll get into that. We got to wrap up, man. We're a little All right. Over time. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at ETH Simpson CGOD. You can follow me on Instagram at ETH Simpson. Follow me on Twitter at BWardCLE. Follow me on Instagram, B.Ward52. Do not forget to follow the podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Podcast Given, on Instagram at Any Given Podcast, Facebook.com slash Any Given Podcast. And please do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube. What else you got for me, my man? All right. So. My good friend, my closest, I was going to say acquaintance, but he is actually one of my good friends. I've known him uh, probably for 11 years now. Swim Jones, Chrissy Jones, came out, Swim Jones came out with his new single, Edward. You got it now. Fire. Yeah. Swim. Yeah. Bushwhackers wanna bush me, steel toes far from a rookie Couple stacks, you might could book me, flow hard, I'm never mushy Stuff sweet, back with touch shit, Willie Nelson, I get jookie But I ain't got the time, no rolly or no chain This a different shine, real shit that's hard to find On a forever grind, ain't wasting a dime I need all of mine, I see dollar signs I see dollar signs, got the devil eyes Following God's signs that shit for the wise, that shit for the wise, that shit for the wise Said it three times so you can get the picture It's not a mixture, it's a potion For the waves in the ocean Like we coasting, we floating, we talking Young nigga Jones, that nigga always smoking, bro Eddie Jones on this motherfucker going hard Nigga Bud Light on my John Deere cutting yard Mine sharp like a sword and I'm never fucking bored Always got some shit to do K-